Hello. There we are. Yeah, good. Really nice to see you. Welcome. And uh, welcome if you're watching uh, online at home. It's really good to see you too. Uh, I'm Tim. I'm the vicar here. If we haven't uh, met in person, isn't it good to meet in person? Yeah. And uh, Will, it's so, thank you so much for leading us this evening. It's so good to have you uh, part of us. Hey, just a little thing. And while you're finding Matthew, Matthew um, 28, Matthew chapter 28, uh, and the end of that, end of that chapter. Um, yeah, just on the life groups. This is the, the, you know, this is a season of trying stuff and a, and a kind of change. Will and Louis are going to be leading a new group. Um, some groups are, are sort of um, members have moved on. They're kind of shifting and reforming this Zoom group for those who, you know, maybe you're part of an existing group, but you're not in London. I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm saying that to you. Maybe I'm saying that to you. Um, and uh, so it's a chance for sort of you to connect in um, with others who are in a similar stage. And it means that those of you here who are physically in London, you can meet physically without having to try and do the hybrid thing. So that, that it's, it's, hey, we're just in this season of trying new things. Um, uh, and we're so excited at what God will do. It's, it's, it's testing and it's, you know, it's a bit difficult. Um, it's inconvenient. I don't like sitting in a mask. I, I imagine that loads of people are going to volunteer for sort of worship team and preaching and stuff because it means you can come to church, you don't have to wear one of these things. Um, and I won't indulge. We'll be punchy tonight. Uh, here we are, Matthew 28 and verse 16. As we're thinking about in our mission statement to, to grow mission-minded disciples who live for Jesus wherever they are. That's, that's what we're about here. Our, our vision is Jesus to live like him, to look like him, to think like him, to be like him, um, to, to pour Jesus' love uh, around wherever he calls us to be so that um, we can add and, and, and enable human flourishing, that we live well when we live like Jesus and others can come, come to get him. And so we look to grow mission-minded disciples who live for Jesus wherever they are. I want to think about the mission element of that as we look at this familiar, I imagine, passage to a number of us, the, the nickname, the Great Commission of Jesus. So verse 16, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Quick prayer. Father, that your Spirit would enable us to wear this mandate to rejoice in this command to be assured by your promise as we seek to be mission-minded followers disciples apprentices of your son jesus for your glory amen, amen. um Indulge me since the Premier League season began yesterday, notwithstanding a slightly unfortunate result for the local team. Um, uh, but just indulge me with, a, with a, a football analogy. I promise you I won't go on and on about sort of football or sport. For those of you that, that can't, don't like sport and you can't bear football, I, under, I know, I, pre, I understand. 
But um, I just, I, I'm a sucker for the fly-on-the-wall documentaries that they, they occasionally put out where you... Because you, you, know, you, you kind of watch the sport, you watch the team, and you think, oh, what's behind the scenes? I guess that, that's true of anywhere. You know, what's, what actually goes on? And so these cameras sort of follow the team and the managers and the team talks and all that over you know, a season, let's say. And you get a real insight into um, you know, what it is that motivates or otherwise these players. And it, it's, to me, it's sort of mildly shocking to discover that, um, with a few exceptions, it's still pretty sort of old school in the world of football. It, it's, it's basically behind the scenes. It's still a sort of grubby game, really. And, and it, it's, just, it's just one man in front of a, a whole load of men who are just about to go out and uh, do their best on the pitch, just yelling at them, uh, just basic exhortation, come on, get out of there, give it 110%, and all those other cliches. It's, it's not particularly sophisticated. Um, and they all kind of, it's like a sort of becomes a little sort of male testosterone echo chamber. They all go, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. There's all this back slapping and yeah, come on, come on. It seems to me the whole, the whole sort of tactic of these sort of highly paid sportsmen is come on. That's the tactic in, in, sort, of a, in a, a sort of crescending volume. And I, I look at it and I think, I find myself thinking, what, what's actually going on here? And here's, here's my theory. The manager is actually giving vent to a huge sense of um, frustration and impotence that he experiences. Because as he sends his team out onto the pitch, and you know, it's actually there's a sort of box designated for him that he's got to stay in. He, he cannot go onto the pitch. As he sends them out on the pitch, his job is in their hands. Their performance is what dictates whether he, he stays in the job. If they lose four or five or six in a row, he, he comes under pressure and even more stress. And uh, if, you, if you follow the football, you know, managers lose their jobs left, right and centre. And I wonder whether there's something, there's sort of an expression of, of kind of um, anxiety and, and fear that, that undergirds this, come on, come on, because <laughs> for my sake, for my job, for my wife and kids, come on. Which, which, if that's true, and human beings, as we are sensory beings, we, we pick these things up, even if they're not overtly stated, it can't be a great motivator to the players. It's, it's any wonder that they perform as they do with such a charge behind the scenes. So with that sort of, you know, if I paint that sort of uh, uh, image as an analogy in football, I, I wonder how you read this this great commission of Jesus. He gathers the disciples, they, they come to him, they, they worship, but, but some doubted. But come on to that in a minute. Uh, and then all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, go, come on, go. Let's make disciples. Come on. We sit there thinking, so we make this kind of a thing. Here's, here's this guy who's sort of done it all, you know, football a number of football managers have, have played, you know, they've got the medals on the table, they, they've played, they won the accolades, they've done it, proved themselves, and now it's sort of, come on, if you think you're good enough. And I wonder, what if there's, a, there's a sense with, with Jesus, you know, he's, he's the guy, he's raised the dead, he's healed the sick, he's confounded the religious teachers of the day, he's saying, now you go. And I, I wonder if the disciples then are, I wonder whether us now as the 21st century disciples, I wonder whether we hear that slightly in the sort of, oh gosh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're really good. 
And it maybe it doesn't help that it's, it's sort of, you know, people like me stand up here, sort of, you know, sort of pseudo encouragers and exhorters as well. You know, I'm sort of visionary and, and, and looking here to encourage you and excite you and, and to talk about the vision of the church. And you're sitting there thinking, well, frankly, if I'm honest, Tim, I, you know, I know my life. I, kn- I know my sort of day to day and my week by week. And, and particularly in the year we're having, I, I, I don't really honestly feel like my life matches up to, to Jesus. And frankly, I, I, I don't feel as enthusiastic as you're sounding. Uh, so uh, if it's all the same, I'd just sort of rather back off and dial out. I, I don't think this thing is for me. Aren't there some other keenies you could sort of encourage? And yet here it is, um, mission and the great commission. From this, from this verb here, verse 19, therefore go. Uh, mission or missio is the Latin for I send. So it's this sense in mission that we are commissioned by God and, and sent by him to go and live lives that radiate Jesus and reflect Jesus, his love, his compassion, his joy, his challenge, his insight, his wisdom, his power his poise and authority uh, wherever we are to, to be like Jesus in our places of work, in our homes and our leisure pursuits and so on but I wonder whether as we, we receive, read this we think, oh, yeah I know I ought to but I like maybe some of those footballers I, I kind of freeze with the sort of fear of expectation that I sense Jesus might be putting on me the moment to, for us to sort of think, yeah, what, what do I think about the whole idea of mission? Is, is there a latent sense of expectation that I feel has been placed on me? And I just want to revisit one or two bits of this, what I'm, I'm assuming for a few of us, we've looked at this before and it's, it's, I guess it's sort of, it's, it's almost sort of cliched passage in the Bible. I want to just look at one or two bits again if I may, but particularly this bit in verse 17. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. I love that Matthew puts here in the gospel this fact that these disciples who had, they, they had been apprentices 101. They had been with Jesus, sat at his feet, been mentored by him, schooled by him for three years I and mean, we we've we've our, our, our discipleship and and learning has been sort of strained through two millennia and you know, we just we've just got scripture as inspired as it is and, and one or two preachers and teachers and a little bit of help around I mean these guys had Jesus and when they see him risen from the dead this is the resurrected Jesus in other words he's he's done exactly what all the way through history was promised would happen that he would die and be raised to brand new life. He's done that. He's conquered death. The final frontier, if you like, the final fear that grips it, he's done that. And so they worship him. But some doubt. They worshipped and they doubted. It's kind of as they worshipped, they doubted. It's okay. If if even just in this set, even maybe just this evening, was beautifully led. Thank you, guys. 
uh, just leading us, and we're worshiping God, and yes, we're caught up in but there's a, there's a sort of every now and then, do you ever get, yeah, I, I'll confess, I, sometimes I get, I catch myself thinking, is this real? Is this, is this really real? <laughs> or is this just a sort of nice gathering of people, and we've, we'll sort of, we've got this sort of excuse for meeting, which is, you know, we go to church, and it's just nice. And is that, is that kind of all it is, really? Is there, is there really substance, spirit, power to transform lives? You know, I, every now and then we see it, we see glimpses of a bit. Why not more? And, and those kind of questions sometimes just spin around in my mind. I don't know, I don't know about you. And, and, and they can fuel doubts. Uh, what am I missing? What, what am I not getting here? Maybe God is somewhere else and not here. As I'm, as I'm worshipping. He's everywhere. He is. And he's here today. He's here this evening. As they worshipped, they doubted. As they worshipped, they doubted. It's, it's there in the Gospels. Here's the thing linked to that. Do you notice in verse 18? Then, this is as they're worshipping him and doubting him. Then Jesus came to them. In other words, as they worshipped, with the questions sometimes that we all have, Jesus drew near to them. He came to them. And not only does he draw near, he promises to stay near. Look at the, the verse right at the end. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. As they worship, as they doubt, Jesus draws near to them and promises to stay with them forever. That, if you like, is the, is the context for the mandate, the command to, to, to go. That he's drawing near even though we, we have our moments. He draws near and he promises to stay near. He's with us. That's the first thing to note playing with this analogy is that he's unlike the manager who sort of sends them out on the pitch and he's just yelling obstruction from the other half Jesus draws near he's he's with us always and unlike the manager in the in the football analogy I've set up Jesus cannot get the sack actually it's more than that it's it's the complete reverse of that look what he says in the second half of verse 18 all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He's had a promotion. All authority in heaven and on in heaven and on earth. All authority has been given to me. I uh, worked under uh, a church leader who, um, previous church, who trained as a lawyer, was a barrister, uh, so he he knew kind of uh, rights and regulations and uh, when it came to this verse he, he pointed out in his understated way that all authority in heaven and or on in heaven and on earth is actually quite a lot of authority all authority is being given to me that's like Alex Ferguson who's kind of 
hugely successful manager of Man United and uh, became more and more powerful within a big club that is Man United. But he can only have dreamt of that kind of statement. He had a lot of power in Old Trafford at the time, but nothing like all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, says Jesus, who draws near to us in our weakness as we worship and promises to be with us forever. That's like you, you go on the pictures of the nervy player. And you're not quite sure whether you're worthy of your place in the team. Maybe you're a debutant and you're not sure if you're going to fit in. And, and rather than the manager, managers are berating you from the sidelines, it's like he's in a little earpiece and he's just guiding you. Hey, watch the runner on the left. Track the runner. Mark the guy behind you. Look, there's space to your left. Pass it square. Well done. Great pass. Track back. Good. Fill the space. Or imagine you've got a manager who wants you to play well because he wants the team to succeed. And he's there advising and encouraging and guiding you all the time. Not yelling at you, just helping you to play well. Think of all the wisdom and the experience and the insight that Jesus has, which is ours as he promises to be with us always to the end of the age, in whatever situation you face. I've got no idea where you are on Tuesday afternoon or what you've got coming up on Thursday morning. Perhaps neither of you, but he has, and he's with you in it, whatever it is. So then we come to the, the therefore, verse 19. And you know the old preacher's thing, when you see a therefore, you should always ask what it's there for. Well, given what Jesus is promising us, therefore, go. How can we lose? Go and make disciples of all nations. The, uh, that's a legitimate translation in, the, in English there, the word of all nations. The, the Greek word is ethne, from which we get um, our English word ethnicity, um, ethnic. And uh, it would literally be um, make disciples of all people groups. And so that's legitimately nations like, you know, the Africans or the Indians or the Americans. But um, it'd be good, I think, not to lose the sense of all people groups because we could read, um, go and make disciples of all nations and go, oh, okay, so that's for those who go, you know, missionaries are those who go overseas. It's kind of cliched and unhelpful. Uh, caricature of a, of a Christian missionary is someone who leaves this country and goes and shares Jesus uh, abroad. But that doesn't let those of us who feel called, we've got maybe a mortgage or we're settled in southwest uh, London, we've got jobs here, a place here, and friends here, and we, we don't feel like moving. Well, you know, I'm not going to go to other nations, so this isn't for me. No, no, the call is to make disciples of all ethne, people groups. Uh, so if you're, a, if you're a welder or an electrician, then that's to come alongside your fellow welders and electricians. That's, they're a people group. Or you've got a, an interest in sport or the arts or music, then those people uh, united by their interest are a people group, they're an ethne, you, you get amongst them. Or if you work as an architect or a teacher or you're a mum at home, wh whoever it is, dad at home, then there'll be others you link in with. They are your ethne that Jesus is calling you to be with. It could be within a square mile of here. Plenty of people within the ethne. Different age groups, different educative backgrounds, different colors to the skin. Jesus is expecting, because of this command, uh, 
his kingdom to be full of all different types of ethne. And we can be the, the glorious thing about ministering in London, uh, in our global city, is that we can meet and encounter all sorts of ethne easily, right where we are. Therefore, go, Jesus says. Go. We've got such an opportunity here. If you go onto our website, the volunteering opportunities as part of our, our outreach uh, with uh, Glassdoor, which is with the homeless uh, night shelter concern. They're, they're in trouble. COVID is making it very difficult for us to minister in the way we used to. But we can, there's a possibility that we could still host them here at least for a meal if we can't have them overnight. Uh, debt advice, cross light. If you go on the website, you'll see helping people manage their money that that is going to be uh, we're going to see greater demand there. We, we can bring Jesus' love and care and compassion. We, we're looking to, to get even more involved, intentionally involved in the local community here through the local schools ostensibly. Uh, Joe, uh, my wife, is, is kind, of, uh, kind of volunteering. She, she has a, a job working part-time for um, another charity, but she's going to be giving time just as our community link. And we're looking to set up a a drop-in center here. One of the things that our uh, Karen, our social prescriber, um, uh, just alerted us to is the number of people who just want help filling in a form. They forms just throw them. Actually, not just them. I, I don't like filling in forms. I never quite know exactly what that question is asking. You know, and, and and if I tell you that, then who's it asking? Where's that going? And who are you going to share that with? So I kind of, you know, do I need to say this? What are, what are they actually asking? I find forms difficult. But mercifully, as some of you out there, you, you know, you're okay with forms. Well, there are a whole load of people who English is not their first language. They, they really just help filling in a form would be a massive blessing. Could you, how long would that take? Half an hour, 45 minutes? It, it, we have a drop in if you could do that in the afternoons or evenings here. Um, that's something that we're wanting to develop. You could bring Jesus' love in a very tangible, practical, easy way to people like that. We, we're running our, um, where have I put the thing? Here it is. Uh, we've got Alpha online. We did, uh, we did Alpha in the flesh, which is great in person, whoops. Um, and uh, then the last course we did was online and that, I was, I was surprised how well that worked. And um, so just in sort of COVID times, we're, we're going to, we do sort of, um, the, the kind of space to live and the stuff that Will was talking about earlier, we'll see what we can do on site on the sort of Sunday morning and, and in person. But we'll do stuff online as well. And uh, so these cards are on the, on the desk at the back, little wallet cards, stick them in your pocket, your wallet, purse, whatever. And you can hand them to people at work um, so that they are wherever they are and wherever you are. You can live for Jesus missionally. Just that little invite to think about life. We'd, my goodness, we've got questions uh, at the moment around uh, what's certain, what's secure, what can I depend on? What is the source of hope? Uh, what is... 2021 look like who knows how do i know and we believe somewhere in all that is the jesus who says i'm with you always and you can know him you say well I, Tim, I, 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 there's so much stuff i haven't worked out there's so many things i i don't really know i'm uh, i haven't got all the answers i i know i should have read this manual <laughs> uh, but i've got my own doubts and fears and here's the thing, back to verse 17, you know, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. If you, if you look just, just a little bit further up, if you've got Matthew 28 open, um, verses, um, 
just 8 and 10, I was reading this this afternoon, and this, I noticed this in the context of I haven't got it all sorted out. This is the women who saw Jesus, verse 8. Uh, they were the first to witness his resurrection. And they hurried away from the tomb, uh, afraid, yet filled with joy. And they ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. And they came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. We got in, in the poor Jesus, yeah, resurrected. He kind of give me a little bit more of an acclaim, maybe than this. He's just people who are doubting, people who are afraid, <laughs> while they're worshiping. Just look, the women worshipped him, but they were afraid. The disciples worshipped him, but they doubted. You haven't got it all together. You're in great company. Here's the thing. See, we we don't have, we don't have to have it all sorted out. We we don't. I, if you read through the Gospels, you will not find one single mention of how to live through COVID. We're, we're all of us trying to work it out. There's nothing in the Gospels about how to live in a 21st century digital age with all the technology we have. There's not a clue. Jesus didn't have a smartphone. We've we got to go. So you think, well, none of us have got the answers if we just sort of look at But we have got Jesus with us. We have got his spirit. And here's the thing. We're not going to make disciples for Jesus we're going to make disciples with Jesus. And as we look to make disciples with Jesus, we are discipled. That's how we grow. As we step out in faith with that conversation or that action, as we look to, to reach out to someone who the Lord has placed on our heart, we take a step of faith, we take a risk in initiating a conversation asking how they're okay, just beginning to form a kind of relationship with someone we're on kind of, you know, that sort of nodding acquaintance, hi, hi, you never quite know what their name is, and then it gets embarrassing because you've done that for a long time, you feel like you ought to know. You just break through that fear barrier. Break through the doubt barrier. And as you worship Jesus and you bring him with you into your place of work or your house or your home or wherever it is that he's kind of wanting you to be, the people that he's placing on your heart, we make disciples with Jesus, and as we do that, we are discipled. Final thing. Um, th there's a pattern through Scripture. You, you, it's a fun game to sort of work out how so often when God, uh, and it, it kind of gets focused with Jesus, when he issues a command, when he commands us to do something, it is so often accompanied with a promise to assure us. He's not like the football man. You get out of there, get out of there. You know, look at you dropped. There's, there's often a command. Here's the command, go. And the promise, I'm with you always. We're, we're in this together. Earlier on in Matthew, he says, are you feeling weary? Well, come to me if you're tired and weary. There's, there's the command, come, come to me. And here's the promise, I will give you rest. In John 15, Abide in me, rest in me, stay in me, and I will stay in you. Abide in me, he says, command, and you will bear much fruit. Promise. Command, promise, command, promise. And, and here it is. Therefore go, verse 19. There's the command, go. To the people group that Jesus is leading you to. Go with him. Make disciples with him. And be assured of this, the promise, I'm with you always to the very end of the age.
I'd love to believe. I'm, I'm just, I'm quietly convinced that the Lord is placing on your heart someone, may, maybe two or three people within an, an ethne that you're part of perhaps, connected to. But as I've been speaking, maybe there's just, just someone, uh, or as, I, as I mention it now, just allow the spirit, if you dare. Uh, it is a courageous thing, just to allow the, the spirit to, to mess with your life just a little bit more than you feel it's already been messed with, <laughs> COVID times, to accommodate this person, to reach this person, to build a bridge, Maybe just one person. That would be whatever it is, 40, 50, 60 people this week, this month, if we all go with this. So just in this space now, we're coming to an end. I'll hand back to Will in, in, in just a minute. But in this space, the prayer, if I can suggest, is, Lord, thank you that you've promised to be with me. Thank you that you receive me. You draw near to me, even in my doubts and questions and fear. And thank you, Lord, that you go with me to my ethne, my people group. That I might share something of your life, your love, your truth with them now come Holy Spirit as we know you are present in this room as you have been through the whole of our gathering come now and focus our hearts minds wills around this great mission mandate this great command this privilege to go where you're going to lead where you're leading to love where you are loving for the sake of a lost and lonely world broken individuals your glory. Amen. Little postscripts. This morning we, um, we, we had we were sort of all the families and stuff and we did these stickers for, for anyone that wanted to and there's a few left over so they're, they're up here if you want to take them um, and they've just got the, the command and the promise so they've got the go it's in the message version so one sticker says go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life and the other one says I'll be with you as you do this day after day right up to the end of the age and the idea is you put it in your work shoes or your daily shoes put, put them in the just if you put them in the heel of your shoes so when you wear in the morning and you put your shoes on you go, oh yeah I, I, I know what my mandate is today I know what I'm about and what I'm going to do and he's with me it's kind of the assurance too so um, you've got one for each shoe and they're, they're here if you want to, uh, to to grab them I've got them in my shoes uh, that's great Tim I think as we just wrap up that service I just when was Tim was speaking I really felt that sense of um, challenge that you know it, it's a privilege not a punishment and, and I, I grew up in a setting um, which loved the Lord but gave you this great sense of obligation about mission that, that if you didn't do mission you were